Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater. And this is Jonah Trebois here. And welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And today, Jonah, we'll be speaking with Rotary District Governor Cindy Kish about what our local Rotary clubs are doing during the coronavirus pandemic. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you so much for having me. Before we talk to Cindy... Can I say this is a historic broadcast because we're doing this by Zoom. We're not together in the studio. We all see each other on Zoom and we're recording this on Zoom. The wonders of a modern age. And Cindy Kish, welcome back to Radio Rotary. It's always a delight to have you as one of our guests. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. So Cindy, for somebody who's listening who may not know, what is Rotary? (laughs) Rotary is the world's oldest service organization. uh, And we ultimately are dedicated to world peace. We have thousands of clubs all over the world, and we do good in our communities and around the world. And what does a district governor do? So a district governor is kind of the person in charge of the district. We have 55 clubs in our district, about 1,500 members. And so it's my job this year um, to make sure that our clubs are moving forward, to answer any questions that they have, to be a resource to them, if they have any questions or concerns, and obviously to um, provide information from Rotary that they may not have. Now, our district covers what area? So we're eight counties, uh, basically uh, north of Westchester to Albany. Uh, Which is just about uh, where our radio Rotary signal carries as well. And around the world, I know we have a tremendous number of Rotarians and clubs. Give us some of the statistics. So we are in over 170 countries, uh, 35,000 clubs. Uh, We have 1.2 million members in Rotary. That's fantastic. Now, uh, of course, uh, we are now all pretty much uh, inside uh, at our homes or perhaps uh, those of us who are going to work go there and come right back with the uh, coronavirus COVID-19 stay-at-home orders and, and, and safety protocols. How has this affected Rotary clubs in the Hudson Valley? Well, we've tried very hard in our district to not let our clubs go dark. It's extremely important for us that um, club presidents, club members are reaching out to every member of their club. And as a district, we started holding virtual Zoom meetings so that our members, if their clubs were not able to meet, they would have a platform to still be able to engage in Rotary. It was extremely important to us to get information out in a timely manner as to what's happening from Rotary International's perspective, and also what's going on on the district level as well. There are some wonderful things that are happening, even in the midst of this uh, challenging time here in our district. Can we get some ideas of what specifically is going on in the area, Cindy, that are wonderful things happening? Yes. Uh, One of the things that's happening is clubs are choosing to meet, and they are supporting their local restaurants by doing that. They'll have one person in their club do a takeout run. They'll order from the restaurant that they used to meet at, or they'll pick and choose other restaurants, uh, you know, depending on on the day or the week, and then they'll make a delivery to all their members. Other um, clubs have um, started a food drive to help uh, members who aren't able to get out. There are Rotarians doing something called Operation Feed, which is supporting local businesses and bringing food to our First um, aid workers, people working in nursing homes, people at hospitals, people that um, 
that are on the front lines in this in this particular uh, pandemic. We're also we people clubs have supplied masks, thousands of masks, the Port Jervis Club, thousands of masks and PPE items uh, to their local community because, as we all know, it's been tough to get some of that equipment. So they found a, a resource to do to do that. So Rotary basically has mobilized because with the club structure and you have a group of people who are like-minded, who want to contribute where there is need in their immediate communities, the infrastructure is already there. So the clubs in general, a lot of them have really swung into action. Obviously you touched on, or you just mentioned about the need for the food banks. I'm sure from what I understand, that that need has gone up significantly, almost. Oh yeah, Sarah, 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 you have no idea. We <laughs> we uh, in Red Hook support our local food bank and uh, the ro- the younger Rotarians who aren't told, you know, hey, stay home. You're in that bad age bracket, like yours truly, uh, have been out at the food banks, and the amount of food that's going across the, the transom is amazing. And we've also continued our backpack snack attack because you know uh, many kids rely on uh, hot meals from school for school basic system, survival. Yeah. Yes. So we are continuing yeah. to uh, distribute school uh, food, I should say, at the school for those in need. With my limited out and about, when I've been running around here in my own backyard, I've seen the school buses dropping off the meals. Yeah, it's pretty right. extraordinary. First, right. I thought, oh my goodness, what are the buses doing on the road where there's no school? And then you see the whole exchange and people at the end of the driveway. And I mean, it's it's amazing. It's it's been amazing. So, Cindy, right, what are, are the what are a few of the other things besides supporting the food banks, which I think all of our clubs, more or less, in one way or the other, uh, do? Um, we've certainly in Millbrook um, upped our contribution um, to our local food banks. What are some of the other standout activities that the clubs have enhanced or? created since this crisis? Some things have been very simple, as simple as the Interact Clubs writing thank you notes to first responders and um, people who are on the front lines. Explain what an Interact Club is. Interact Club is basically a junior rotary club. um, It can be in a school, in a high school, or in a middle school, or it can be a um, community-based club, but it's for um, young adults who are like-minded, like Rotarians, who look at service above self, and they want to do good in their community and beyond. We all have very active interact clubs yeah, locally. Yeah, the, the, the Pride of Rotary. You know, Cindy, as, as district governor, one of the things that uh, you and the other district governors do is, is hit the road and visit all the Rotary clubs uh, at least once during your term, and uh, then come out to the Rotary International Convention, which Radio Rotary has covered for about eight years in a row, we were all going to Honolulu, Hawaii for the Rotary Convention to see what Rotarians around the world are doing. And that's all come to a crashing halt. Um, how do you feel about that? I'm sure you're disappointed. Well, for me, fortunately, because we were changing a lot of things this year in our district, we changed our what was formerly known as our district conference into a service symposium. And we held that in the fall instead of in the spring. So based on that, I wanted to hit every club before November. So I had actually gone to every club before November 1 and talked to all the clubs, but it has put a real kink in other visits and other things that normally a district governor would go, we would do induction of members, we would um, help out with different fundraisers. But So we've had to pivot and change things a little bit. I'm happy to say that I did induct virtually 
three new members in the Monticello Club. That's so great. It's, um, yeah, it's been it's been great. We're just trying to. I'm trying not to look at it as disappointment. I'm trying to look at it as what are the silver linings that happen within this? What can we do to help? And, you know, and speaking of clubs, uh, District Governor Cindy Kish, we're going to find out which clubs and which advertisers sponsor Radio Rotary from Sarah O'Connell. Sarah? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank and Riverside Bank, Absolute Auction and Realty, Third Eye Associates, Patterson Auto Body, and by the featured Rotary clubs of Brewster Carmel, Clarkstown, Goshen Highland, Kingston, Liberty Millbrook, Nanuet, Greater Newburgh, and New City, New York. We'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages, so stay tuned. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of Mental Health America and The Mark Agency. MHA is merging with The Mark Agency, so whether you struggle with addiction or your mental wellness, we can be your first stop. MHA and Mark, where anyone can get access to the full spectrum of mental health and addiction services without having to jump through unnecessary hoops. MHA of Duchess and The Mark Agency. Contact us at 473-2500 or check us out on the web at mhaduchess.org. You are not alone. Hi, this is Beth Jones of Third Eye Associates Limited, providing life planning, financial transition planning, and wealth management strategies to help you integrate your life and your money. We are a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in New York City, Washington, D.C., and Red Hook, New York. Contact us to see how you can put Third Eye to work for you. ThirdEyeAssociates.com or call us at 845-752-2216. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell Clater, and I want to welcome everybody back to this segment of Radio Rotary. I am joined on Zoom by my co-host, Jonah Trebwasser. As he said earlier, this is his a historic event. It is historic. We are running our radio show from several different locations. Right. And our guest today is a member of my club, the Millbrook Club, who is also the sitting uh, district governor of our region, Cindy Kish. Cindy, thank you so much. You're sitting in Millbrook. Joan is in Red Hook. Kathy, our producer, is in Pleasant Valley. And I'm in Sharon, Connecticut. The wonders of a modern age. So, Cindy Kish, you know, we're in the middle of this coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic. But this is nothing new for Rotarians because we've been fighting the good fight since 1986 or 7 against polio, another scourge uh, of uh, mankind. And, you know, some people may be confused saying, when are you talking about polio? Polio went out in the mid-50s with the miracle of the Salk and the Sabin vaccine. Why is Rotary still interested even today in uh, conquering polio? Well, we made a commitment to eradicate polio from the world. And as Rotarians, uh, we live by the four-way test and um, we are committed to seeing that through. Proud of the fact that it's only in two countries right now. Uh, Pakistan and Afghanistan, and we will see it through. We are dedicated people that will follow through with our commitments, and we don't want uh, it to affect one child in the world. A lot of people in the U.S. say, well, polio, what do you mean? It doesn't bother us. It doesn't, you know, it's not here. It doesn't matter if it's not here. It's still in our world. Our world is our community, and so it matters what happens all across the world. Yeah, if we've learned learned nothing else with coronavirus, a disease is transmitted one plane ride away. Polio could come back for for people who are not vaccinated, inoculated. 
And, the, you know, somebody from, with polio comes from one of the uh, two countries you mentioned. I think one of them is Afghanistan, lands in the United States, and suddenly it's being spread around again. So uh, it's only one plane ride away, folks. I think we should point out that the trail to eradication is vaccine. So Rotarians were involved in continuing over decades to administer these vaccines globally. And fortunately, once you're vaccinated, then you're okay. And hopefully that's what will happen with this coronavirus as well. The vaccine will be discovered and, and, there, and we'll all be back. Um, right. And because we have these connections, these pathways through our eradication of polio, uh, we've established um, relationships with people. And when something does happen, we are able to reach out to the people, to those connections and um, get, get information, um, get supplies, uh, get help quicker than other organizations can. I think that's such a great point, and I don't think we can put too fine a point on it, Cindy, that within your local Rotary clubs, um, and Rotary is from the ground up, it starts with a handful of members in a Rotary club to uh, clubs that have hundreds of members, but they, the infrastructure is there. And so Rotarians in our region, in our area, have been able to mobilize. We touched on that in the last segment, have been able to mobilize and meet a lot of the needs of the immediate community. So, and how clubs do this and how they're able to finance it is that we all are committed to also raising money, which we then give away back into our communities. Ha has there been an adverse effect on the fundraising activities for the local clubs? There must be. And how are we dealing with that locally, Cindy? There has been an impact on fundraising because we can't go out and do the things that traditionally we've been able to do. We can't have large dinner meetings. Uh, we can't have group gatherings. But what we're learning and doing right now is trying to find other ways, virtual things, so that people can raise money, um, continuing to sell ads, make those phone calls. So we have to learn to be creative and look outside of the box. So in some ways, this pandemic is forcing us to get out of our old habits and to do new and innovative uh, ways to raise money. City is the mother of invention here. Right. And people have thought out of the box. And another point, which I think Cindy made very well, it has not stopped Rotary from meeting the needs. So important. Correct. Correct. Rotary is here. Now more than ever, Rotary is needed in our world. You talked about thinking outside of the box. Let me talk about a box that's a favorite of Rotarians around the world, the shelter box. Cindy, tell us what that's mm -hmm. all about. So shelter box is a wonderful, a shining example of how one Rotarian in one club can change what's happening in the world. There was a gentleman in England who was watching a natural disaster and he was appalled by what was happening. He wanted people to feel um, that sense of dignity uh, in the midst when their entire life had been turned upside down. And he went to his club and they decided to design what's called shelter box, which is basically a box. And inside that box, there's a tent cooking utensils, um, depending on where it's located, uh, blankets, uh, mosquito nets, uh, there are crayons, toys for children. It's a box that a family of up to 10 people can open up. There's a tent, as I said, water purifications. A family can have a place to live, a place to call their own, 
when they've been moved for, whether it's a hurricane, whether it's a tsunami, whether it's um, a conflict, they have a place to call their own. They have shelter to call their own. And, you know, we've sent this to natural disasters around the world and even here in the United States, Hurricane Katrina, the earthquakes in Haiti. You name the disaster, you'll see those white or green shelter box uh, dome tents around the world, something we're very proud of. Every year, uh, Cindy Kish, uh, the president of Rotary International, comes up with a theme. And uh, the district governor is one of the chief cheerleaders for that theme. What is this year's theme? What does it mean to you? So this year's theme is Rotary Connects the World. And last January, when I was in San Diego, when he announced it, I was thrilled. I thought it was a fantastic theme because there are so many connections in my life, both personally and professionally, that have happened through Rotary. And I had no idea what a deeper meaning Rotary Connects the World would have in the middle of this pandemic. How Rotary has truly been able to connect people when they can't physically be connected through Zoom meetings, through phone calls, through writing letters. Uh, Our Rotary family has been able to step up, connect with people, and make a real difference. And also through continued service above self, which is our motto. Uh, as, I, as, I, as we talked earlier in the first episode, first part of this episode and in the second part too, many clubs are just continuing with their service projects, albeit in a safe manner with masks and six foot away and et cetera. But they have not stopped uh, serving their public and their neighborhoods uh, through the greatness of Rotary. So, Cindy, in the, in the about the minute we have left... Um, Tell people why it's great to be a Rotarian, and then we'll tell them in the third chapter how they can join Rotary even today. Why is it great to be a Rotarian, Cindy? It's wonderful to be a Rotarian because when I walk into a room with other Rotarians, I'm walking into a room with like-minded people, with people who dedicate their lives to service above self, with people who care about the community, um, their community in their backyard, and the community around the world. It has been an honor and a privilege for me Uh, in this role to meet almost all of our 1,500 Rotarians and to talk to them about the different things that they do. That's the other thing that's wonderful about Rotary. Your passion, what you believe in, you can bring it forward to your club and you can make a difference. And we'll find out more about how Rotarians make a difference right after these messages, so stay tuned. Hi, this is Tony Marmo from Norman Staffing, and we've been bringing together employers and job seekers since 1980. If you're an employer and have job vacancies, let Norman Staffing help fill them with permanent or temporary workers. We screen, interview, and recommend the best candidates for your company. We make the employment process easier and faster for you. Please call Norman Staffing for your employment needs at 338-9111 or normanstaffing.com. Hey, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AAR Auctions. Tell your friends about us and please come back often. That's AARauctions.com. 
Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess, Orange, and Ulster counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your local bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Salisbury Bank and Riverside Division locations will offer banking services through drive-up windows. All branch lobbies will be temporarily closed to the public. In addition, our e-banking, mobile banking, ATMs, bank by phone, and night depositories are available for many banking functions. Please visit SalisburyBank.com for up-to-date information. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Welcome back. I'm Sarah O'Connell-Clater, and this is our final segment of a historic, very interesting and historic Radio Rotary show. I am joined on Zoom, not in the studio, but on Zoom um, by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser, current district governor, Cindy Kish. So welcome back, Cindy, to the show. Thank you. I, I, I am really missing the fellowship that yeah, uh, yeah. Rotary has in my life with uh, yeah. my Rotary family and take to Millbrook every day and the errands and things that I do on the way there and back and, and all the interesting people in my club. So, And speaking yeah. of the Rotary family, we have the district governor. Yes, thank the you. the queen I, of, the, of the Rotary family in the Hudson <laughs> Valley. Yeah, I know many, many Rotarians have reached out. We were chatting, we had an organic conversation a little bit about membership. Obviously, we're not gathering at our standing meetings. So how has that affected membership? And what new things have happened because of the challenge of not meeting regularly? So because we're not able to gather in person, and a lot of us have gone to Zoom meetings, or even phone calls, a phone call chain. It has been challenging for our clubs to, to reach out to people um, and look for um, other like-minded people to become members of Rotary. But there have been some success stories in our district. And a lot of it revolves around the outreach, the work that those clubs are doing in their communities. And people have taken notice of the delivery of meals, the outreach to certain um, healthcare organizations, the, the calling on our uh, county and local governments to help. And they're hearing about it, they're reading about it in the newspapers or online, and they're reaching out to those clubs and they're asking, how can I join? What can I do? So being able to publicize, get the word out um, about what we're doing today, how we're able to help is attracting people. When people see other people organized, getting things done, making a difference, they want to be a part of that. Especially now when some people have a little more time on their hands, they can, uh, in the comfort of their own home, you know, put things in a backpack for children who are hungry. They can uh, repurpose something um, that they weren't using and donate and give. Uh, they're still able to do things. We're still able to reach out. We're still able to help. 
And by advertising and by talking about it and not being uh, quiet about who we are as Rotarians, we've been able to attract new members. And we're very proud of that. And if you're listening at home and say, wow, this sounds like the club for me, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org, click on the club locator button, find the website of your local Rotary Club and take a look at their website and you may find out that they are meeting online and you can probably join that meeting and learn all about your neighbors. And, and when we get back to our regular meetings, join us for the fun, the food, the fellowship and meet great people like District Governor Cindy Kish of the Millbrook Rotary Club. So Cindy, what, what, are the, what do you see over the horizon when all this stops, when we get back to uh, yes, being able to sit, sit together? When it's all said and done, what do you think? How do you think it's well, going to impact us? I think that, I think that we will um, have more of a hybrid right now with what's happening. We will take what we've learned right now and um, pivot and do more online meetings um, for things like training. We love the fellowship of Rotary and we love the exchanging of ideas. Uh, but certain things we've learned we can do successfully online. So is it necessary for thousands of people to gather to uh, have a meeting on training? Um, not necessarily. Or being able to combine virtual training with in-person meetings. So I think that we're definitely going to take what we've learned and utilize all of these wonderful Zoom meetings, these conference calls, these go-to meetings, all of that, um, and, and be able to reach more people. Uh, Jonah said uh, earlier, I think it was in segment two, how we're all disappointed that we can't get together in Hawaii for the convention this year. But they are going to do a virtual convention. And the beauty of that, the silver lining in that, is maybe they can touch more people. I know that they were expecting 35,000 people to be in Hawaii. But maybe because people can't travel, uh, maybe because they couldn't financially make it or because of their job get away, maybe people will be exposed to a convention in a manner that they weren't able to before. So we have to look at what's going right now and find the good in it, find ways that we can continue to, to grow and expand and, um, and do better um, in our organization. So the, the other thing that we were chatting about, and that, that's so true, I think everybody now knows how to do a Skype or a Zoom meeting at this point. And, you know, the Rotarians at home, Sarah, if they're interested in, if they've ever attended a convention, by all means, sign on. It's free of charge. The speakers are always first rate. And I personally am going to be wearing a Hawaiian shirt during the entire well, online conference. For those of us, for our <laughs> listeners, this is radio, remember. Jonah never will through this <laughs> show, though. You, you, I see you're doing your warm up act. That's your dress yes. rehearsal. Uh, yes, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt, out. folks. Yeah, it's very Hawaiian esque, uh -huh. shall we say. So we were also chatting about Rotary. They're the clubs. We kind of talked, touched on our structure and the hierarchy a little bit. Cindy, um, Kish, our guest, is our sitting district governor for our region right now. Um, the other thing that Rotary has, the arm of it, is called the Rotary Foundation. So, Cindy, maybe you can explain that to our listeners and demystify that a little bit, what that is and how it impacts um, the immediate, everybody's community, the global and local communities. So, we're very fortunate as Rotarians to have a foundation, and it's our foundation based on what we need and what we're looking for. And we contribute to the foundation and that money in turn comes back to us, back to our clubs, back to our communities. 
And as I said before, back to our community all over the world. Um, as Rotarians, again, it's not just about um, where we are, where I am here in Millbrook um, and my community here, it's about the larger, larger global community. And Rotary International has a fantastic foundation that consistently ranks as one of the best um, foundations in the world. Yes, uh, based on Yes, based on our, our giving and what we do. And there are multiple ways that you can give. You can give um, as I do, which I have a, a little bit of money taking out every, um, every month so that it, it adds up. Um, you can give uh, a check once a month, once a year. You can donate to our foundation. You can donate to polio. Uh, you can make a gift in your will. There are multiple ways that you can, that you can give uh, to our foundation. But the most important thing about our foundation is that money all comes back to us. It all comes back to us so that we can do good in our community and around the world. And again, as I said before, now more than ever, uh, Rotary is needed and our foundation is needed. Cindy Kish, thank you so much for everything you do to make the Hudson Valley a better place as our district governor and Rotary. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. My pleasure. Thank you. And Sarah O'Connell Clayton, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Mental Health America of Dutchess County, Mark, Mid-Hudson Addiction Recovery Community, Norman Staffing, and by the featured Rotary Clubs of New Paltz, Patterson, Pearl River, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Ramapo Valley, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern, Ulster, Suffren, Wellkill East, Wappinger Falls, and Warwick Valley, New York. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell-Clater, our producer Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer Jay Verzi, this is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. Stay safe out there. There is always a reason to live. This is Andrew O'Grady, CEO of MHA of Dutchess County and the Mark Agency. Suicide impacts tens of thousands of people each year and is often the result of untreated depression. Do not let the stigma keep you from talking to your doctor. The Claudio Cares Foundation and MHA want everyone struggling with depression to know that we all have a reason to live. Don't be a statistic and don't leave your loved ones wondering what they should have or could have done. What is your reason to live? Call MHA at 473-2500. At Patterson Auto Body, they know that a new car has more than 15 onboard computers operating everything from the engine to the radio. So technicians not only need to know about automotive repair, but electronics, physics, and chemistry too. The specialized education needed to become an automotive service technician today is equivalent to several master's degrees. Patterson Auto Body is very proud of their automotive technicians. Experience is a wonderful thing. Call 845-878-3456 for a service appointment today. That's 845-878-3456.